Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, live from Marley's Gourmet Sliders, 3561 West, 114 South. I just had the, it had turkey, bacon, and a little cranberry sauce on there, Gordon. Oh, Oh, man. That looked good, and and mine was terrific as well. I mean, this food is really, really, the thing about it is it's the kind of food everybody likes, but the quality of it is what makes it better. Terrific. And I just polished that sucker off. I had a classic. I, d- I told you, the, the great thing is you're not married to one specific yeah. burger. You can mix it up a little bit and try yeah. a little something. Maybe you want to go with the chicken for one of them, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Justin, who, uh, who came by and grabbed something to eat and said hello, grabbed a shirt as well. We've already met really, really fun, great listeners. Thanks for coming out, uh, grabbing some jazz gear, grabbing uh, whatever that thingamabob is. Yeah, we got those hats over there, too. Those are really sweet. A lot of good stuff here. Yeah. yeah, there's no doubt about it. All right, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Joining us now, we uh, usually hear from him uh, during college football season, talking a little BYU football. He is the owner of Pendleton Performance, former Cougar Jordan Pendleton with us on the big show. What's going on, Jordan? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? I think we're doing pretty well, aren't we? We're doing, uh, Jordan, we're at a slider joint, man. Go, Marley's Gourmet Sliders, we're doing unbelievably well. Oh, that that at the Harley-Davidson? So they've got a new location in Salt Lake Valley. So it's the, the very same delicious food uh, that is still down there, by the way. They have one now uh, out here at Jordan Landing. Oh, that place is unbelievable. Great, great choice. Yeah, it is. It is good. Now, even you, Jordan, I know you, you stay extremely fit. It's your business and whatnot. But you couldn't resist these sliders either, could you? No, not a chance. No, in fact, every time I'm at the Harley-Davidson store, because um, I, I do have a Harley, so I'm a Harley guy, I'm, I'm eating those sliders 100%. Is that not, by the way, one of the nicest Harley stores you've ever seen, Jordan? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's. I, I've been to a lot because when I travel, I try and go and, and and go to all the stores and get souvenirs and stuff. And it's it's definitely one of the best ones I've I've ever seen. That and the one in Vegas is pretty nice as well. But what do you? Yeah, it's what, an awesome place. What are you riding these days? Well, I got a I got a low rider S series, so it's a Dyna the it's a Dyna model, all right. and it's a low rider. Yep. All right. Jordan Pendleton, folks. No big deal. Uh, let's talk a little no BYU. Let's talk a little BYU football, uh, Jordan. As we had media day for BYU last week, we want to talk some conference stuff. But uh, everybody seems to be feeling positive about this squad uh, coming back. Of course, the schedule is going to be daunting. But with Zach Wilson and and some other talent offensively, uh, people were pretty positive. What's kind of your outlook on BYU uh, going into camp eventually? Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of optimism. Um, you know, I think e- even though last year w- wasn't the greatest of years, I think we saw glimpses of talent that we haven't seen for you know for a while, especially at the at the quarterback position. Um, obviously, we've had some talented quarterbacks with Taysom and, and and Tanner, but you know Taysom dealt with a lot of injuries, and we we really haven't had that you know three four year starter. 
uh, like, you know, like our Max Halls and our John Becks. We haven't really had that at BYU for a while, and I think that uh, that's one of the huge reasons that we were able to have success is we had that guy, that leader, that, that quarterback. And so I think that's, that's the main thing I, I would say that leads to the excitement is knowing we have somebody that can sit back there for another three years and sling the rock, and it's a huge – it's just a huge asset to the team. And then we got some good um, young skill guys. And, you know, we, we saw games last year where there was a lot of freshmen in the games that were, were making awesome plays. And whether we won or not, it, it was encouraging to see um, some athleticism out there and, and, and kids that we can look to watch in the, in the future and hopefully do good things. Jordan Pendleton joins us here on a big show. Jordan, uh, one of the areas where the optimism was uh, brimming was that offensive line. Those, that was a young group last year, and those guys are back, and they're, everyone's saying they're going to be better this time around. It seems like uh, they seem like they're pretty set there. Yeah, and that's, you know, offensive line is, it, that, it doesn't matter what quarterback you have, you know, it's, it really comes down to those guys, and you know it, it, the offense becomes it really becomes one dimensional when you can't run the ball, and when you you have a good quarterback with a good throwing arm that can sling the rock, um, it's very important that you have a, an offense that can run the ball when needed, and it, it just opens it up for everybody. And so it's it's super you know important that that the line does their job because it's such a it's such a crucial position. Jordan, there's no doubt that uh, Sione Takitaki was the star of the defense last year. He, he, was, uh, he was just amazing, and they're going to have to figure out a way to replace him. Who are some names that you're expecting to really take a step forward to be that stud on defense? Oh, man, I, I'm not even going to lie about this question. I, I really don't know. I'm, I'm kind of out of the loop, you know, for the most part. Um, but, you know, obviously I think we got some – I think our secondary is going to be very experienced, um, you know, with Troy Warner and, and Austin Lee. And, um, you know, I expect those guys to have, a, to have a, a big year. As far as the linebacker position goes, I honestly am not even too sure what the depth chart is right now or, or who's filling in those, those holes. I guess I need to do more, uh, more research. <laughs> How important do you think it is for uh... – Kalani Sataki to have uh, a, a big year, a, a definitive year this uh, this time around for uh, his contract status. Well, I think it's very important, you know. And and I love Kalani, but you know, this is kind of that year where it's like, all right, either we need to we see some improvement, or is it a situation where they move on and BYU is a different school? Um, they don't go through coaches like most other schools do when when the team is not performing, but I think it's a, a pivotal year for him because, you know, that first year when he came in, we had all the excitement. There's somebody new. Um, he's a player's coach, and, um, and, and we did well. We lost a lot of close games, and then, and then there was the drop-off um, where now everybody's panicking, and then, and then we saw glimpses last year of, all right, maybe we can turn this around. And so this is the year where we have to turn it around. I mean, this is, this is his most important year right here moving forward. Jordan Pendleton is with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jordan, uh, UConn is leaving the AAC. 
leaving them at 11 teams. Brett McMurphy, who's a great uh, college football reporter, came on our station yesterday and talked about how BYU would be uh, one of their first choices if they choose to go to 12, and, and that maybe financially they could be in the ballpark of BYU as an independent. What do you think about the AAC, and should that be something that BYU would consider? Yeah, I I think so. I think at this point it's 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 good that BYU gets in any type of conference. Um, you know, independent is is awesome. I think it's brought a lot of awareness to the school. Uh, all the games are are broadcasted on on large you know TV network, and uh, we've been able to play some awesome teams that normally you don't get to play if you're in a conference. But at the same time, I think where BYU is at right now. Um, I don't think they're in a position to play Oklahoma and Texas and all these, you know, teams. I think they need to get in a conference where they can compete. And if they lose a game, it's not, you know, it's not going to affect the entire season and they still have something to compete for. So I would like to see them get in a conference at some point. I think it would be better for the fans. Uh, and, and I think it would be better, you know, for the overall competition on the team. What do you make of the schedule this year? Uh, Jordan, because, I mean, you look at what what BYU is facing, Utah, Tennessee, Southern Cal, Washington, uh, South Florida, Boise State, Utah State, and San Diego State. Yeah. Wow, that's, uh, you know, I I overheard somebody the the other day say that BYU has, like, I'm not sure the number, but it was definitely, like, top 15 hardest schedules this year out of any other team um and you know that's that's a a crazy schedule it's one of those things where you know you want to play against the best competition you want to compete you want to play in those big games but at the same time as a as a fan you know those are a lot of games that could could go the wrong way um if BYU doesn't perform well and so you're looking at a year that has a lot of potential and if we go out and we beat some of these teams, it, it could be a you know huge, huge year for BYU and, and put them on a big stage. But it also could go the other way where you know we're losing eight games and, and these teams are really good and and it, it's it's kind of a gift and a curse. Yeah, it really is. And when you another attendant with that, three of those first four games are at Lavelle's place, and so. The fans who might be excited about this season, well, it's going to be right in their face if things don't go well. And so that can, that, like you said, it's a, bless, it's a blessing and it's a curse because if you don't win, then it's going to be evident to the fans that this thing is not where people had hoped it might be. Yeah, absolutely. Especially having those first you know, three out of the four games be at home. You know, we we want to really take care of our home field, and and those are some tough tough, tough teams coming to Lavelle Edwards uh, Stadium. So um, it, that would be terrible to start. You know, one and three or zero and four when three of those games are at your at your home place. And so um, you know, but I wouldn't change the schedule for anything. If if I'm a player, those are the teams I want to compete against. Those are the teams I want to play and. And you go out and, and do what you know what you can do, and and if you don't win, it's one of those situations where I, I would rather lose to USC than beat, um, you know, 
Idaho State or you know whatever. So, but that that's just how that's just how I I feel about it. Jordan Pendleton with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jordan, I understand you are launching a, a new podcast with a unique concept. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so th- something I've been wanting to do for a while, and I just didn't have the guts to, to pull it off. And, you know, I really challenged myself this year to get out outside of my comfort zone and, and do something new. And so I started this podcast. It's, it's called The One and you know a lot of people that have followed me throughout the years that's my that's my slogan for my my gym is trained to be the one and so really what the podcast is about is you know i there's there's a lot of uh, influencers out there that um i feel like have motivation and, and stories that that need to be told and so the concept of it obviously it's going to be you know about the things that i'm most passionate about so sports uh fitness health nutrition, mindset, leadership, and, and even entrepreneurship as well. And so um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a lot of guests on the show and, you know, guests that I feel like they are the one at what they do and, and can, you know, educate and enlighten and inspire those, you know, that are listening to, to be better and, and to, to become the one. Uh, Jake, maybe Jordan will have you on. Uh, I'd love to go on. I don't know if I'm all that interesting, however. No, you're not the one. <laughs> I don't think I am the one. That That's not we'll have, how we'll I We'll have uh, both of you guys. we got three mics, so we'll have both of you guys on. <laughs> all right, Jordan. Well, hey, we love it when you get to come on our show, and we'd be happy to help in any way we can, including getting the word out there to our listeners. Awesome. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you, Jordan. Jordan Pendleton. Yeah, Jake, uh, you look at the start of this season, it really is a blessing and a curse. I like the way Jordan said it. If it goes bad, can you imagine what Lavelle Stadium uh, would be like if if the Cougars don't win any of these games? What do you mean, like uh, empty toward the end of the year? Is that what you're getting at? Or you're you're getting people grumpy, grumpy fans? Heisman, Heisman, Heisman. Is that what they uh, can't really chant that a tie anymore, can they? No, no, it's not his fault. Uh, you, you know, what's interesting about those first four games, I, I think the one I feel most confident about the, the Cougars winning is the one they're actually on the road. Tennessee. Tennessee. Mm. Utah is, what, a six-and-a-half-point favorite? We saw that line opened up uh, Vegas. Uh, that's down there. Uh, USC, I think they'll have a good chance. And I actually think they have a better chance probably than most against Washington because they're turning over so much of that roster. But I, I'm really confident with BYU against Tennessee. Wouldn't it be interesting if they, they went 1-3 and three and they won the road game? Yeah, I just playing at home and losing games. Yeah, these are marquee programs. I understand. Remember when Wisconsin went in down there and just put a whooping on the Cougars? But that's a single game. What happens if that happens three or four games in a row, three of them at home? I think. Uh, I, think I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm not saying I'm not predicting that that is going to happen, but it could happen. Uh, it could happen. I, I think. I think BYU is a little better than that this year. Ah, uh, these are tough opponents. I mean, like you said, I, I don't know very many people other than BYU players themselves who are picking the Cougars to beat the Utes. I mean, because nobody can remember the last time it happened. 
well, we can remember. Oh, I mean, I think Andrew we both George were. The I think we were both yes. were there. Yes, we were. But you know what I'm saying. I Come do. Uh, I do know what you're saying. It has been a little while, and Utah is bringing back a really good team. Yeah. I mean, this yeah. isn't just you know average BYU team against average Utah team. I mean, Utah is. This is a. They're on the upswing. This is an up year for them. So this is. Uh, it, it'll be a tough matchup regardless. A lot of the Cougars are looking at that uh, that 20-point lead that they had against the Utes last year and that that thing slipped away, and they're angry at themselves for allowing that to happen. And that was, man, that was all over the mindset of a lot of BYU players when we were down there for media day. You know, I would predict that Utah's going to go in there and beat them again. I mean, how else can you predict I mean, I don't expect the players to feel that way because if you feel that way, then you're gonna, it's going to be that way. But for those of us who are observing, how can you make an argument that BYU is going to beat the It, I think it's tough. BYU has a, a dynamic player quarterback. I think that really helps. Well, I mean, the Utes, they get some dynamic players as well. I mean, and, and across the board, you would have to say they have more of them. So... If you lose that game, okay, you've lost your rival now. You're kind of bummed. Then you have to go back to Knoxville and play the uh, Evals. And no easy task, regardless of the shape of that program. It's not in tip-top shape right now, but still, they beat uh, two ranked uh, SEC teams last year. So, I mean, and then you come back and you got to play the Trojans in front of your fans again. And then here come the Huskies. I mean, I get it. I understand that these programs might not be at their top level right now, but they still have terrific athletes. We saw what happened against the Huskies last year. That was a wipeout. And uh, the Huskies probably won't be quite as good this year. Maybe the Cougars will be a little better. But still, I, I this is pretty risky. So what, in your mind, is the most likely outcome? And, and this is just, I'm blindsiding you with this, so we're not going to you know, hold you to it. You can certainly change your mind. But as it sits right now, what's the most likely record for BYU after those four games? There's a, there's a good chance that they could be one and three. I think that's most likely. And it could be worse than that. Now, it could be better than that, too. I mean, nobody's making I wouldn't any rule it out. Yeah. declarative statements right now. Uh, a lot of it depends on how hungry the athletes are during the over the summer months. How hard are they training? Uh, how well is Jeff Grimes' offense coming together down there? How uh, how healed up is Zach Wilson going to be? Will they have a running back emerge? Well, you know, they have those two transfers who have come in that they seem pretty optimistic about. What, uh, who are the who are the receivers that are going to step up? And they got one down there that's facing some difficulties right now. So, I mean, how is that? Is that going to – will Matt Bushman, how, how effective will he be? Uh, will he be a star receiver, a target that, that Zach Wilson can count on if Zach is at 100%? I, there's, there's a lot to wonder about. And I, I get it. I understand that BYU fans can be excited. They're fired up about that bowl game last year against – Western Michigan, but uh, that was Western Michigan. This is Utah, Tennessee, SC, and Washington. All right, we are live today. Come by and see us. We're at Marley's Gourmet Sliders. We'd love to see you. 3561 West, 114 South. We still have jazz gear for you. If you want to come in and grab that, we have uh, a jazz hat left. We have 
one jazz ornament left if that's what you want. We have some bees tickets. And, of course, the food here at Marley's is absolutely unbelievable. And uh, Nico joins us now. And, Nico, you're going to do uh, some some fries with uh, the sliders for our listeners today. You bet. Have you had our shoestring fries? Oh, yes, we've had them. They're incredible. Oh, they're so – I'm not going to lie. I love them. <laughs> So come in and grab some sliders and get some free fries? You bet. Oh, see, look at Nico. He's taking care of our listeners. Remember, we were, talking, we, we were talking about fries the other day. Yeah, remember? we were. And, and we Gordon were, had a hankering for fries. I said, we'll I be did. at Marley's I on know. Wednesday. I know. I didn't they, bring you out any. I got to bring some. Well, I'm bringing them right now. They are as good as any you're going to find anywhere. Them. That's for sure. All right, so we, we just sampled some. We, we talked to Keaton uh, in the last hour. <laughs> I, I had the, the turkey with the bacon and the, is that a cranberry, yeah, a little cranberry sauce on cranberry, there? Yeah. Oh, Oh my gosh, Nico! That thing, absolutely incredible. I had had the classic, and and no big surprises there. But the quality of the ingredients is really makes a huge difference. Yeah, we try to. I mean, we pride ourselves on all the freshest ingredients. We get all of our meats locally, and it's all fresh. It's being butchered, you know, at least within 24 hours of when we're serving it to people. So that burger doesn't get any fresher and. We do all our sauces and stuff in-house. So. Awesome. It's funny how you can tell the difference. It's true. Oh, you can, you know? absolutely. Yeah, immediately. Immediately, yeah. So do you have your go-to, right? What's your go-to right now? The Handsome Rob still. The Handsome Rob? I know. It's so good. You're a loyal guy. I am. Nico. You are a loyal <laughs> guy. That's what we one like about you. One of these is the Handsome Rob. One of those is I'm the gonna, Handsome Rob. That one right there. I'm going to have to taste myself. You're gonna, you, that's, that's you this break yeah, there, right. Gordon. Uh, and you, of course, do breakfast. You've got the drive through open. You make it so easy at this location for everybody to stop by and get fed. Yes, sir. We'll make it quick and easy and grab your burrito on your way to work for breakfast. Don't tell your wife that her breakfast wasn't very good <laughs> or your husband. Slide on and grab a burrito and head out. Well, Not Nick- to mention the drinks you got here. I mean, the, the, the frozen concoctions and what, well, I don't mean to sound like Jimmy Buffett. I don't know whether you're. I don't know what you're saying. I don't think they're there. margaritas, per se. <laughs> no, but, maybe not, but they know, sure taste wish. good. <laughs> so come by and try it all, Nico. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. All right, we'll have more coming up next live from Marley's Gourmet Sliders, 114 South, 3561 West, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, the sports leader. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. How about back-to-back Defensive Player of the Year awards for one, Rudy Gobert. He deserves a ton of credit for having that drive and that determination to be as good as he really is because his impact on a game defensively is unlike any other player that we've seen in the NBA for a long, long time, and he deserves all the credit in the world for it. Rudy Gobert is great, and he has earned everything that's come his way and certainly deserves it. Two-time Defensive Player of the Year. He is in rarefied air of people that have been able to accomplish that and he's 27 years old he is young he is probably about now to enter into the prime of his career and he's already got two defensive player of the year awards under his belt just let that sink in for a second catch hans and scotty every day from noon to three presented by your rocky mountain chevy dealers on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network on a warm summer's evening on a train bound for nowhere, met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window. Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We want to remind you, spring cleaning is here. It's way easier when you call Zero Res. Schedule your carpet cleaning today and get your fourth room clean for free. Minimum supply schedule with Zero Res today. 
live at Marley's Gourmet Sliders, 3561 West, 114th South. Gordon, uh, you said the other day you were hankering for some fries. I told you, just wait. We'll be at Marley's, and they just brought out a batch just for you, buddy. They are spectacular, as were the two sliders I've already pounded. I know. I've had two as well, but don't. Don't tell my wife, please. You're, you're going to dinner tonight. But, yeah, but I'm telling you, you this that's the thing. This food is so good, and it comes in just the right portions that you'll be no problem tonight. You'll power right through it. I tell you what, I'm blaming you if I don't. Yeah, well. You and Nico are going right under the bus. Well, but go ahead. But uh, bring Naz out here and have her resist this stuff. It's pretty tough when uh, when they wave those delicious sliders and fries right under my nose. But, yes, yeah, I'll, hopefully I'll be able to. To work up uh, an appetite. Some of you might be wondering why we're playing Kenny Rogers music today. It's because in his Players' Tribune article, Donovan Mitchell, it was revealed in that, I think by his mom, that uh, he used to climb up on the coffee room, the coffee table in in the living room and dance. Yeah, he said he had a little extra, extra energy. And he was a bit of a showman. So he would jump up on the table and start dancing, and she revealed that it was Kenny Rogers' music he was dancing to. There was a um, video component that went along with that Players' uh, Tribune article from Donovan Mitchell today. We're gonna first play, dunk. We're going to play that coming up at, uh, at 5.30. It's a, it's a little bit long, but I think it's, it's worth uh, getting into. Was that his first dunk? That they showed on that thing, on it was a attendant with the uh, with the article. I think so. He yeah. tells the story of the first dunk, yeah. obviously uh, there in the article. So, when he was oh, look grade. at that, Nico. Thank you. Got all the sauces out here for the fries, Gordon. Man, they're tell him to stop. They're taking really tell good, good stop, care of Jake. us and in torturing uh, me. At the very same time. Good, so, good stuff. So stay tuned. Uh, 5.30 is is when we'll be doing that. few odds and ends out there in the NBA today, Gordon. Did you see Ennis Cantor went yeah. on a, a national show? And, uh, described, as he does. Described Zion Williamson as an over, uh, let's see, um, Ennis Cantor says Zion Williamson is overhyped and calls him, quote, Julius Randle with hops. Unquote. And how did Julius Randle respond to that? Julius Randle said, yo, Ennis Cantor, last time you guarded me, I had 45. Relax, bro. <laughs> he hit him at the defensive end, didn't he? Oh, man. Ennis, Ennis is, man, he's a character, right? He's not afraid to go out there and, and speak his mind. I mean, by saying that Zion Williamson is Julius Randle with hops, you're insulting Julius Randle and Zion Williamson at the same time because you're putting it in the frame of reference as overhyped. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's pleasing anybody with his comments. And uh, that's funny. I mean, there, there, there's no smack talk like I put 45 on you. Now, Ennis came back and said that the, that his team won that game. So that was, uh, that was his smack talk in return. In but- spite of his play. But if you were as bad as at defense as Ennis Cantor, wouldn't you just try to lay low as opposed to starting fires with everybody? Yeah, I, I think so. I think you better be careful about what you do. Now, let's let's ignore the way he put it and the stage that he put it on. What do you think about his evaluation of Zion Williamson? Uh, I think he's I think he's selling Zion short. Do you? Yeah. 
Although, See, yeah, I don't want to – there's no reason to insult anybody on this. I, I, I think that Zion Williamson is going to have a tremendous career, and I'm certainly not alone in that. See, I, I do too, and I think athletically he's way better than what, what Ennis is talking about. And I think Julius Randle is actually better than how Ennis is referring to him. But the lack of the outside shooting game is, is something that he's going to ha- have to develop. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's no, there's even got, Blake Griffin's had to move it out. All these guys have to develop. You know, talk to talk to Walt Perrin about these things. Every one of these guys has to get better. You know, every once in a while you might have a finished product, but it's it's uh, few and far between. I would agree. I wonder what kind of person Zion is. Because, and, you know, we can talk about the Donovan piece here, too, and, and kind of wrangle that into the conversation as well, or even probably more appropriately, Rudy, and how he's approached things. But, it, you know, you've got to be willing to go in, put in the work to be able to achieve what... Uh, I had a conversation with somebody the other day who works in basketball, and, and let me see if you, you agree with this. If, if Shaquille O'Neal had Rudy Gobert's brain, would he have been the best of all time? Meaning, if Shaquille O'Neal had a work ethic, would he have been... Did Shaq not work hard? You mean uh, a guy that could never never developed anything uh, in result, uh, anything that that resembled a decent free throw shot throughout I, his career? I, I understand. And who ended up eating his way out of the league? You, I, I you, understand what you're saying, but Shaq was pretty darn good as he was. And I don't think he just fell out of bed that way. I, I, I think that he... He put in some effort. Eating his way out of the league, he played almost 20 years. And he, he left the league at 400 pounds. Why are you <laughs> ripping Shaq? The greatest, the okay, the right, greatest here, center of all time. Here, here's the thing, and, and here's where Austin and I uh, argue about this. It's because right. he's a lousy MC, no, Shaq, a, award show host. Shaq is, I mean, he was the most valuable player in the league for not getting the MVP, but most the most valuable player in the NBA for probably what seven eight years where he was the most dominant dominant force in the league but that was because of his his size and athletic ability can you imagine if he packed some skill into that yeah, game but how do you know he would have been the best ever how, how do you know he didn't work i think he did work because you've heard the, so, some guys aren't shooters they you've can't, heard like, the same rumors i've heard about I, what about that guy come on i, I don't know it's hard to really really comment on that because he was so unstoppable the, the one complaint i have about Shaq, well i mean it would have been nice if he could have shot a free throw shot but but he what i didn't like is that if a defender got set his position against Shaq, Shaq would just bump him off the position and just move him straight down to the basket that didn't seem fair to me what why why how, how come that should be legal you shouldn't be able to do that. Just plow your way straight through it, dude. And that's what he did over and over and over again. But they let him do it, and so he became dominant. And never developed anything else. That was his game. Well, well, so mean, what if he did develop something else? Actually, I take that back. Because he did develop a little baby hook at, at one point in his career. So there's a, a, a strike for you. He developed for, in his game. But can a, you imagine if he for, did more? He, well, I don't know. He really didn't have to do more. Not a whole lot right. more. Right, you're exactly my point. Can you imagine if but he, he did? But he was. You said you said his athleticism and whatnot. But he did work on his moves in the low post. I mean, he 
he he was not only big, but he also had some some speed to himself too. I mean, he he did some pretty remarkable things right. down there. So that, whenever I hear somebody say, "Oh, so and so didn't work." You don't know that. You don't know how many hours he spent in the gym work just because he couldn't shoot it. Hmm. Rudy Gobert developed free throw. Well, maybe Rudy he, has better touch than Shaq does. Maybe maybe he just couldn't develop you're that trying part to tell me that Shaq couldn't learn how to shoot a free throw. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of saying that. I mean, it looked like wow. when, you, when you saw him shoot, it, you could see why he didn't. He couldn't really do it effectively. And he couldn't learn? Uh, uh, he did other things. They're, they're, that I'm, all had to do with his size and athleticism and not his skill as a basketball player. Can you imagine if he combined skill with his size and athleticism? He would have been the best ever. Well, he was pretty darn good the way he was. So I, 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 I don't know. I hear that kind of thing a lot. So-and-so didn't work. I think Shaq did work. Uh, he did work. Based on some of the stuff I hear, I don't. What do you hear? I just uh, you've heard the same rumors, I'm like sure, what? from what you from people who played during that era or been around that they, that he that he was lazy. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Uh, that the the discipline wasn't necessarily there. And yet, he had the fifth most points in playoffs and eighth most points ever. But what, what did that happen? All I'm saying, I'm not even doubting Shaq's uh, greatness, as Austin points out there. He was a dominant player. In fact, I said he was the most dominant player in the NBA for the better part of a decade. There's no, no doubting that. But could you imagine if he combined skill with that size and athletic ability? Well, he did have some skill, but I, I'm just not sure whether he, how much better he could have been. Maybe I, the, the disagreement you and I have is, I, I think maybe he fulfilled his potential more than you're giving him credit for. Oh, I don't think so. I, I think the sky was the limit for that guy. I think the, the advantages that he had over his, his opponents, I think if he worked at it and developed some other stuff, some other uh, some touch, those but sorts of things. how do you know what and, he and, worked at? Like, for instance, if Rudy Gobert never really develops a sky hook or any kind of uh, go-to move in the low post, that, that isn't because he doesn't work at it. It's because he couldn't do it. If Shaq shot 65% from free throw, how much more How much more dominant would he have been? In Maybe he couldn't. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I imagine that they worked with him on the free throw line. I, I heard a bunch of different people say they were trying different things that he could try, and it nothing really stuck. But that, that might not be because he wasn't putting in the effort. It was because he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so all I'm saying in this whole uh-huh. discussion is that sometimes it's hard to measure one's effort. Okay. But it's easy to say, oh, come on, if he had just worked a little harder, he could have done this, that, or the other. I think that he kind of judgy over there. I think he could have been even better if he would have uh, put together other parts of his game. Yes. But what if he could? I do believe that's my point. What if he couldn't? I don't believe that. All right. Well, that's where we'll have to leave it. Well, how do you know? I don't know. I don't know. I I can't make a declarative statement on it. I've been very impressed with how Rudy has improved a lot of different parts of his game because he's worked at it. 
Uh, Donovan Mitchell, I think, is a hard worker. I think that comes across in the in the Players Tribune, and probably a big reason why he continued to develop. And back to the 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 origin of this conversation, I hope Zion has that work ethic and attitude and his willingness to do it because I think he has the ability to be something extraordinary, but he's not there yet, and he'll have some work to do before he gets I wonder there. sometimes if these guys who are top picks in the draft, if they are working at a bit of a disadvantage because these other guys developed a hunger because people doubted them, or even they doubted themselves, and somewhere along the line they had to build from within and find that 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 rocket to ride you know and certainly rudy is that way but donovan apparently it was this way as well where he did have his doubts and he wondered and he was sort of undervalued at times and he had to prove himself and he was determined to do so i don't know i don't know jake i i it's hard to measure who fulfilled their potential and who didn't um, real quick here, uh, let me. I want to respond to Gage because I, I, I hope I'm not being misunderstood here while making this point. You probably are. Probably. Or maybe you're being understood. Gage says, where did the ripping Shaq thing come from? Four rings, multiple MVP awards, multiple finals MVP awards, multiple all-star bids. I'm sorry, man, but Rudy has a long way to go before even being close to Shaq's offensive game. Rudy is amazing defensively, but come on, man. Carl Malone struggled with free throws his entire career, but obviously Jake is a homer. So, okay, first thing, I'm not comparing Rudy and Shaq. I'm talking about work ethic. I'm not talking about their games. I give Shaq credit for being amazing. Again, just to reset this, Shaq dominated a league, the most dominant, most valuable player in a league for the better part of a decade. I would say but seven, you're eight saying, years. But you're saying he didn't earn that. He, he was just born with it. I'm saying if he developed other parts of his game, we wouldn't be talking about Michael Jordan being the best ever. We'd be talking about Shaquille but, O'Neal but, but, but being maybe, the best maybe ever. Maybe he couldn't. That's like saying, you know, if Donovan Mitchell could jump uh, over the moon, he'd be the best player in NBA history. He, could, he, he can't do that. So you can't blame him for not doing it. And by the way, Carl Malone did not struggle with his free throws in his entire career. And it actually plays exactly into my point. Carl Malone left the league as a good free throw shooter. And the fact that Carl was willing to work and expand his game throughout his career took him from an all-star to a Hall of Famer. I will say that uh, I always thought Carl was a big man until I saw him standing next to Shaq. Then he looked like you, Jake. But let me... uh, Shaq was enormous. The dimensions of that man, unbelievable. But I I don't think... I'm not going to take away from from his accomplishments because he was blessed with certain dimensions. I'm not taking away from anybody's accomplishments. They are what they are. I'm but you're saying making what if. I say what but, could but, have but, been. But you might be blaming him for something that's impossible. And I am certainly not comparing Shaq's greatness with Rudy. I, that's not what I'm doing. I'm complimenting Rudy on developing his game. Because of his work ethic, which both you and I have seen personally. Yeah, but Shaq is light years ahead of Rudy at the offensive end. Yes, correct. So? That's not, well, that's not the point but I'm making. Not I'm not giving, comparing but you're not, the two. But you're not giving Shaq any credit for his achievement. I'm giving him all the credit for his achievement. No, I'm you're, not you're giving saying, him credit. ah, he was just born, he'd be big, and he just bullied his way around, and he didn't really try. Didn't you just wax poetically for about 10 minutes about Shaq's size? Yeah, he's a big man. 
That helps. And I didn't really like the fact that lot. he could just, you know, just bulldoze over guys. Uh, the, the, there should have been a, a rule against that. Well, but. point proven. No, Win again not, for not, me. Nothing's been proven. No, Look, not, are you taking lessons from PK or something? You're declaring victory in debate that you're not winning. Uh, I believe I just did win it. How? What Be- because you? I admitted that Shaq is a big man. Speaking of DJ and PK, join them on Tuesday, July 2nd from 7 to 10 as Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic will be live in studio to discuss an FDA-approved breakthrough and permanent solution for ED with no pills, surgery, or needles. Who was better, Shaq or Carl? Better at basketball or had a better career? Better. better. Who was a better player? Carl was a better basketball player. Shaq had a better career. Where are you drawing the line between the two? Carl was much more skilled as a basketball player. Uh, that's not the question. Uh, you, I, that's the, why who, I tried to clarify. Who, who was the better basketball player? Carl. Who had a better career, Shaq? Uh, I, I, many general managers would disagree with you on that. You didn't say who general managers would pick. You asked me who was better at basketball. I gave you the correct answer. Okay. Not sports sport. Coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now, your not sports report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Considered him the coward of the county. It's time for the Not Sports Report here on the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Live from Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Come see us, 114 South, 3561 West. Very easy to find. Not Sports Sport brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Uh, we're going to Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, Jake, are you afraid of snakes? Uh, snakes are not my favorite thing, yeah. No. If you were, uh, say you were uh, out in the yard and you saw, say, a rattler. Okay. What would you do? Go inside. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. What, I mean, what would you want me to do? Well, I know, but what if your wife and your, and your beautiful baby we're out in the yard playing around and you got a rattler out there what are you gonna do tell them to go inside hey guys it's a good idea you're just to go gonna inside. avoid the whole situation i think so there's a fair amount of uh rattlers up uh, on on the benches right that's something that's not entirely uncommon you just leave them alone hope they go away austin maybe what, call the neighbor what would you do i think i'd take off my shirt pound my chest and say let's go You'd go toe-to-toe with that rattler, yeah, uh-huh. Austin? I ain't scared. Well, that's kind of what Kathy Kehoe did. Kathy Kehoe, who is she, you ask? She's a great-grandma who lives back in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. And uh, she went outside and uh, looked in her garden 
She heard some birds squawking or something. She went out, she looked, and guess what she saw? A five-foot cobra. Cobra? Cobra. In Pennsylvania? I know, it sounds a little strange. Did it escape from a zoo? It escaped. uh, They think uh, that one of her neighbors had like 20 exotic snakes of different kinds and uh, had had like uh, 12 cobras. And I, I guess this one got away. How do you get your hands on a cobra if you're just a civilian like that? I, it seems like there'd be some laws against that. I, no? I have no idea, but I don't know. What do you do? Pick up your 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 little uh, piccolo thing and start doing that thing where you mesmerize the snake. I, I don't know. Well, that's not what she picked up. She picked up a shovel. Ah, she and went right. How old is this woman? A great grandma. She raced past six age. feet and went to work. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So she said, I opened the door. I said a bad word. It's a cobra. I knew right away. And she followed the cobra. The cobra started slithering away. She took pictures of it. There it is. Jeez. So she picked up the shovel and went after it and gave it the what for. Took care of that cobra. Wow. Good for her. Wow. I'm impressed. takes a lot of guts. Uh, he went this way, I stalked him, and when he got over to here, I tapped his tail. He went up, and that's when I did the deed. And she sure did. So, Grandma, great-grandma, picked up that shovel and took care of business. I don't know, because when you see a snake, have you ever uh, seen something that, when you get that feeling, that just that moment, I kind of quiver for a second, it kind of takes your breath away a little bit? Okay, yeah. Well, not this lady. No, apparently not. No. All right. uh, Joining us now, he is our good friend uh, Keaton from Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Come see us. 3561 West, 114th South. Uh, If if there was a poisonous snake in your yard, Keaton, how would you react? I like that lady's idea. I think the shovel is not a bad call. Go right at it with the shovel? Oh, yeah. See, I'm running inside. I'm, I'm going inside. And you say, no way. You say if your baby was out in the yard, you just go get her, bring her inside, and not take care of business? Right. Wait for that snake to go away. Just stay inside forever till you move. No. Exactly. See? That's that's what I'm saying, Keaton. You're I, a braver I, I, I man think, than me. I think Keaton's making fun of me. He is, he is making fun <laughs> of me. That's, that is true. Uh, all right, Keaton. Hey, uh, we sampled a bunch of uh, sliders today. Kind of take us, take us to school on what we sampled. Yeah, I think you had... Most of the sliders, that handsome rod that you had is our most popular one. Very good. That one has our homemade buffalo sauce on it. Uh, I think you guys had a Mick. That one's grilled chicken. You had a turkey one. The turkey one was awesome. Yeah. It was like a, it was like a little Thanksgiving meal wrapped up into a slider. It was unbelievable. And I had the classic, too. Yeah, the classic. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that turkey one also has like a homemade sauce that we cook it in. Little a little cranberry to it gave yep. us a little. Oh man, it was uh, it was terrific, and of course we're chowing down on the shoestring fries now too. Good choice. Yeah, we still got fries we're giving away too. Jake's got a manly appetite for a man that would run inside when a snake's out in the yard. Yeah, the, true. <laughs> it all goes right here. <laughs> Makes me slower when I'm trying to get away from those snakes. You mentioned it, Keaton. If our listeners come in, grab some sliders. You're hooking them up with fries. Yep. Yep, free fries with a combo, I believe, or yep. just mention the zone. It's definitely worth it. Those and I didn't know you, good. you guys mixed up your own sauces, too, right here. Yeah, so our fry sauce is really popular. That one's our own recipe. 
We do most of our own sauces besides, like, the ketchup. We make them all in-house. So That's so cool. It's just it's what you guys do. It's, it's all fresh, and it's all, it's all made right here, and nothing frozen, and it's just delicious. You can yep. totally taste the difference. I'm going to eat some more right now. Yeah, good for you. Keaton, you're the man. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. All right. Joining us next, we're going to talk to Jeff uh, Calkins of the Daily uh, now Memphian. Is that what we're saying? Memphian. Something like that. I think Memphian is is how it goes. We'll get to uh, Jeff coming up next. Stay tuned. We're going to talk to him about Mike Conley right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.